0: hiatus
1: yeah it's um, a lot of my bad oh when, you needed it yeah been doing some healing, repairing little extra psychic work which I'm a little out of practice with lately um it's just like anything if you don't use it for a little while You know, it takes a bit of of getting back into it, and that's just because I was doing day job stuff so much and burning right out so hard. Um, I'm sure that's something a lot of our listeners can uh, correlate with is the burnout from day-to-day living.
0: Yes, I would suppose so. A lot of people working from home.
1: And, I mean, that makes a big difference for a lot of people, for sure. Um, I mean, I myself was surprised at how just making sure to get outdoors for a walk is more difficult now. Like, with the whole working from home over the last year. Uh, I think for me, it's like the, the, it changes your concept of safe space. How so? Well, there's an area in the bedroom now that's the work zone. And the Mm. energy within the bedroom has changed because of that. And in the weeks that I've been away from that job, um, it's returning to a safer space. Mm. All I need now is to get the job equipment out of there and then it would be set.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, makes sense.
1: But it does make a big difference, um, that burnout and actually putting time to all the non-day job things that one is trying to do.
0: I find it interesting that it takes you, because, I mean, it's not the first time that you've gone through this change so for me i find it very interesting that it takes you that much time to to readjust you know what i mean like that's it because it it's not how it's not how i do it's not how i have ever operated like that so it is an interesting I'm quite thing sure for me to see
1: that one from my research and obsessive reading i'm quite sure that that has a lot to do with that autistic brain that I've got going on. Mm. <laughs> one of the crowning glories of anyone who's autistic uh, we do not like change.
0: <laughs> I actually saw um, a post today from one of the Facebook people I talk to regularly. <laughs> and um, they posted that uh, I can't remember how it goes something to do with a person who is using an Android phone the difficulty they experience to switch a phone when they're not using an iPhone Right. <laughs> and well. I was like yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well <laughs> oh, we've actually yep. gone through that literal example recently i oh mean God, i yeah. just switched to an iphone because my my phone that i have had is uh reaching the end of its life here it's been given warning signs too many times of i won't charge mm-hmm. try a new cord okay we're good but it's cut it way too close so did. how long have
0: you had that phone Bill?
1: only about seven years I don't like change. <laughs> but I admit the iPhone is great. it's just quite a learning curve.
0: It's not even supposed to be a learning curve. It's just supposed to be intuitive.
1: <laughs> How what? No. <laughs> Well, there, there's learning to be done
0: there. This very it is
1: different than what I have used for the last seven years. It is also different than the rumor, too, I had before that. Oh, for Laura. Okay, okay. so there's a learning yes. curve.
0: And I get that. I get, I get <laughs> that it's a learning curve for you. But remember when I told you about getting it, that I warned you that the iPhone doesn't ask you ridiculous questions. It won't ask you twenty. The, it won't ask you twenty questions to get one thing done. That's a, that's yeah, the, that, p- that's a that's pure programming front end. Like they made sure that anything that you have to do on iPhone, you just get it done.
1: That concept you giving me that that outline concept was perfect because then I have the right mindset going in with it, and that's how i I mean I really haven't asked you for much at all with it I've been learning it myself no. and it's quite good. I love how well you can read books on it.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, you're such a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today?
1: Well, I don't know. I was just thinking we really haven't caught up in a few days ourselves. We've been going busy-busy. We've had we've had several adventure days this week with our little one this is true i mean there's the one you had with her and then the one i had with her and mm. then the together one so yeah that's partly why we're running a little behind apart from that it's all about it's all about me of course
0: <laughs> a little bit
1: <laughs> me and my stamina drama <laughs> But it's so, a work in progress. I mean, I am. That is something perhaps to share with some of our listeners because I'm sure many people do go through this. I have reached a total burnout point. That is why I'm not working the job job right now. Mm-hmm. My body has rebelled to the point where I'm having seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, don't worry for all listeners. Due diligence is happening. Waiting for neurology and all. had to go through mental health first, where they determined that I'm fine. (laughs) And that it's neurology, so now I have to wait for neurology.
0: To me, that was the most... That was the part I really didn't like. (laughs) I I hated the fact that
1: to use this system,
0: they have to prove that you're not crazy. Even though you tell them, hey, look, no, this is a physical thing. I, You know, like, no, no, no. You don't tell us. We tell you. Like we have to know that you're not crazy first and then we'll kind of sort out what direct like that was just all such a piss off
1: now here's something really possibly interesting for a lot of our listeners because we being um myself being a psychic and you being a shaman Mm -hmm. the fact that we do use the western medical system now let me Tell our listeners here, Western medicine has some excellent, excellent resources when it comes to diagnosis. And the big reason for pursuing this, I mean, of course, seizures, they're they're a serious thing. Bear in mind, on our own, we've gotten them significantly better under control now. But to be able to see what's on, you know, on an EEG C T scan and MRI and any of those, and this is much the case for any medical condition, to be able to see exactly what's going on, you can better pinpoint your own healing. Like Western medicine does have some such excellent diagnostic tools, it's fantastic. Certainly like I love the way traditional Chinese medicine, you know, they use uh, you're a little more familiar with this, but yeah, the pulse, the pulse and yeah, then yeah. you know, they also check your eyes and such. Radiology, yeah. Yeah. Homeopathy also checking eyes.
0: Well, homeopathy. Well, as far as I know from my own research, I could be wrong about this, but homeo homeop- homeopathy has only been recently. I want to say recently, like within the last um, ten to fifteen years, have been approving of the use of irradiology. So, I mean, as as far as I knew, they never they never as a as a group never really. Um, approved the use of iridology as a diagnostic tool for them to prescribe a homeopathic uh, treatment. Right, apparently. So, like I said, I could be wrong about that, but it. This, is, this is what I've seen. Yeah. I
1: can explain it. Okay. The whole natural okay. health consultant thing, I can't actually explain that. Right. Uh, yeah, they don't actually follow the <laughs> iridology mm-hmm. in the same way that the TCMs do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point to looking at the eyes is case-taking. Because with homeop- homeopathy, mm-hmm. homeopathy, eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> Hopefully it's tomato, tomato, and I'm not just entirely wrong. But anyway, <laughs> the point being mm-hmm. that the case taking is the key. And there are many things to look for, right? Like the various colors, flush and stuff. Um, looking at whether or not pupils are dilated. That's, there's a lot to do with the eyes to check out in case taking. And that case taken, you always, I found it really interesting. You have your physical symptoms like, I don't know, sweating, fever, things like that. There's various tiers of importance within those physical symptoms. And the key thing is the behavior, like sleeplessness, crankiness, those types of things. You have to base those as the most crucially important when trying to assess the case, now it's not to say you ignore the physical symptoms, but the symptoms are the body. They their premise is that the symptoms are the body's um, reactions to the illness. the The first thing that you that comes out is the behavior change.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean we've seen that, so it's a really interesting perspective.
0: Well, even when I'm even I mean, when it, I'm it's, doing, it's
1: like when when I was reading up on like exactly how the case taking works. Bear in mind, I'm not a homeo practitioner just natural health consultant Mm -hmm. so i know of the process even though i'm not an expert Mm -hmm. um basically taking there's um you know if you're really taking cases say say i'm jotting down here's my big concerns you know they're they're flush they're grumpy they're you know each of these i kind of give a bit of a rating in terms of importance and then i kind of line it up that way and start matching the remedy best based on what I've ticked off is most crucial, most important, based mm-hmm. on that behavior F- first. Fair enough.
0: Like, I'm, and I was going to say, like I, I, I do the same thing with um, whenever I am helping someone assess their situation, you know, from a shamanic point of view. So if, they, if they're experiencing, you know, a, a headache, I help them to drill down, okay, so is it a pain or is it a pressure? Because those are two entirely different things. Most people just say headache, but they don't understand the difference between the two, especially when it comes to spiritual matters. And then the other part of it is, once they drill it down, where is this pain? Where is the pressure? You know, is it in, like if you were to separate your brain in quadrants, then you have to know, is it in the front right? Is it in the center Is it at the back? And even at the back of of the head or the brain, there are different areas that it could be focused on. Right? It could be more in the the region where sight is processed as opposed to in the bottom half, which has to do with other functions. You know, you know, it could be midbrain, could be if a person is experiencing a lot of sleeplessness then that definitely has to do with the midbrain being affected. It doesn't mean that the midbrain is the issue, but it's being affected because that's where your circadian rhythms see a lot of activity. You know what I mean? So like, I have to understand that as well. So I agree with you that the the medical system is great for uh, diagnostic tools, should I, I, if, I, if I was able to, I'd just have the machine myself. Because I, I, I don't like doctors that much. Anybody who knows me knows that. I cannot stand doctors. They take way too long to, to suss a thing out. And, and yeah, it just drives me nuts. <laughs> just, I don't.
1: Yeah. I do think it takes much too long. I think just about anybody can relate to that. It takes far too long. I mean, eleven years old. I was diagnosed as <laughs> having anxiety and OCD, right? Because of that whole ignoring the autistic thing. Yeah. And here, how many years later? Like more than twenty years later, I'm told. No, I don't think he ever had that. Jeez. It's a neurolog, you, you know, yes, get assessed by neurolog. I, you know, Neurology, Yeah. He couldn't, you know, couldn't specifically medic, and, and that's what floored me psychiatrist medically could not tell me go see a neurologist
0: no because he
1: medically could not say that like no. he when i said i should see a neurologist he's like you should when are you going when are you getting you know yeah. tell me i'm gonna write it down when you're seeing your gp and check back in and make sure you do
0: that's because
1: <laughs> he that- couldn't tell me
0: i I could tell you exactly why that is, of course, it you know it might come out sound and you know all like you know whatever and but all
1: he could say is he's perfectly comfortable he couldn't. letting he couldn't. me go from his care and seeking you know
0: yes, because they're told to they're told <laughs> to mitigate anything with a prescription
1: and we tried we tried several prescriptions, and it probably contributed to some of the issues for well, sure no, based sure. on me, but I valiantly went through the thing. I mean I certainly until that last medication wasn't having seizure seizures like that, like more like absent seizures and such.
0: How much you wanna bet that's is listed in the side effect?
1: Oh I'm I know it is. So back to how we as healers kinda of get into this. Might as well get into that a bit. And there's a few things I wanted to bring up based on what we've been speaking about.
0: So before you say that, because I know some people will listen to this and be like, ha, see, there, see. No, no, no. Back the fuck up, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, listen. (laughs) There's a reason why we do the things that we do. And that reason is, above all else, if we come across people who are requiring our services, we have to know exactly what they're going through and the only way we will know what they're going through. And it's interesting because Sage is the one that usually gets affected by stuff in our relationship. <laughs> so she is, for the most part, the crash test.
1: <laughs> we're, we're on uh, we're on video, so I'm going <laughs> to... The crash test. <laughs> Pointing my pinky finger at you. Because I can't point other fingers.
0: <laughs> she, <laughs> she's the one that usually gets hit first. It's, it's the weirdest thing. And I mean, I get it because... It's
1: annoying. Okay, it, let me just interrupt to be like... This is...
0: <laughs> I shouldn't
1: be laughing, but usually after the fact, line.
0: it's just... It's
1: I mean, it's true, but <laughs> it is a serious pet peeve because after 11 years, I see it coming. I do. And it's still damn well happens yeah
0: so we <laughs> try we try everything. everything we try everything that's there well she tries everything that's there i don't uh, because and it, purely because of myself and you know who i am the things that i've personally gone through and done and all of that i don't i just i just don't because of my experiences growing up with the medical system, I just don't. It's because I kind of know where that is. If there's a diagnosis to be had, sure, let's go get that. And even even for our clients, I tell them same thing. All right, I am legal, legally obligated to tell you I am not a medical professional. Go get a medical diagnosis. Absolutely. If you choose to come back to me after your medical diagnosis... Then spiritually, I'm obligated to assist you with whatever issue you're going through, and I will assist you to the best of my ability.
1: I mean, we have to be very careful with those.
0: So, no, well, that's 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 the legal part of it, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not, and I the, we have it in in writing in all of our stuff. Um, you know, you are one hundred percent responsible for the result because the methods that we use are simply tools we tell you the tool we show you how to use the tool you have to do the work to use the tool if you if you don't use the tool and follow Can the you? instructions of using the tool then we
1: that's Can you give an example as to how you would do that in say like a hands-on type healing session such as one that employs reiki reshiva etc just
0: for our viewers, and listeners. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> um, hands-on session. So, if somebody physically came to see me and said, "Hey, look, I I have this particular diagnosis X," and um, the doctors and other medical uh, professionals, professionals have not a freaking clue what to do and they don't know where to look they don't know where to start they just said well you know we have to see what 20 more specialists I take a look within their body energetically from a shamanic point of view because that's what I'm trained to do I'm trained to see the way that energy flows through the body now My knowledge of biology is paramount in this because I have to be able to correlate what I'm seeing with what part of the body is acting the fool. (laughs) We have to bring the body back into equilibrium. Your body is out of equilibrium the moment it's acting the fool. (laughs) So this is what I do. I look for those energy shifts. Think about it like a piano going out of tune. So if the piano is out of tune, what do you do? You call in a piano tuner. You don't go in the back of the piano and say, hmm, I could do this, and then you start twisting, turning, busting strings and shit. You don't do that. You call a piano tuner. You get your piano tuned. and if you happen to have ever in your life observed a piano tuner, It is the most fascinating and bewildering thing you will ever see all in the same go. Because they don't just tune one string and move to the next. If they tune one string and move to the next, what happens is complete dissonance. Because every string resonates through the other strings and they have to account for sympathetic resonance in all the strings. And the weight of the hammer hitting that string also determines the timber that's going to apply that resonant frequency throughout all the strings. Your body is the exact same way. This is why I don't like the way that Western medicine works. There are a lot of people who, especially with mental health, a lot of people who say, Oh, you know, like, you know, I have to have this particular thing and that particular thing because it helps me to have a great day and okay that's that's fine i will always put forward to someone that there's a much better way that's not going to leave you taking 20 different pills that are gonna give you side effects
1: always and
0: horrible side for, effects for people
1: listening yes have a chuckle but this is a daily event for me that is one of the benefits to having a shaman in the house, I suppose, because you do, It is true. I do get that constant kickback. At the same time, sometimes I just want to give him the finger and say, "Can you just be mundane for one, one hour?"
0: For me, it's not in my blood anymore. <laughs> Long past that stage.
1: I mean, I'm used to it now. But I,
0: you know, you know how they say, it, the, you know how they say when you when
1: constantly you, being around the healer,
0: you know how they say when you when you pass a certain age, you just don't give a shit anymore. It it's not in my it's not in my blood anymore. It's just not. I I can't. It's not even not even a part of my entire system. Like it's gone, done, poof, poof. disappeared.
1: And I mean, you challenge me on these every time. Like the moment a word exits my mouth that could be misconstrued in the universe, you're correcting me. Yes. And those listening, yes, it does get annoying at times, but at the same time all considering I, I don't know how
0: I, this guy saved
1: know, my life a couple times already so there's something you know, to it
0: outside of us right outside of us I tell people all the time you know the majority of our business is online I tell people all the time like this is like on a daily basis words matter
1: 100%
0: and it, it's it's not just the fact of the words that you use it's the meaning behind the words that have Solidified themselves. The meanings have solidified themselves into our human psyche. So, whenever you start using words that constantly negate the power, the inherent power you have as a human being, like you're killing yourself. You are literally take. You took the knife from your assailant and say, "No, no, no. It's okay. You, you just sit down and rest from it. I'll just stab the crap out of myself." This is what you're doing. Every time you repeat a a negatory, I, god forbid that's actually a word, but anytime you start repeating negatory words, it's not a word I sent don't think. well, I'm just making it up right now. <laughs> you keep repeating those things that create a negative effect, then you're going to soli- I watch girls do this all the time on my feed. You know, they'll say some stupid shit like, you know, well, well, I met a guy, I can't wait to see what he's what his therapist is going to say about me when he's done. Like, you're fucking setting your, yourself up for failure. How the fuck are you supposed to actually find a guy that you're going to date? If your very first thought, after you say, gosh, he's hot, well, fuck, he's not going to stay. Like, you follow that shit up with something stupid like that that solidifies the negative in your brain this is not rocket science and here's the here's the real kicker the moment the moment that you choose to propagate that in your head your body and and, and I don't know how many people know this but if you do your do your diligence and actually look into cancer research because cancer research has also proven this they've proven that the number one causes of a majority of the cancers has to do with anger and unfulfilled lives
1: And that's a harsh one to say, because everyone's been touched by cancer at this this point, and that's a scary thing. This is coming from
0: Harvard. This is coming from Cornell. This is coming from Yale. They all fucking said the same shit.
1: I believe the branch that goes into this, is this the quantum physics branch that goes into how words affect? No, they didn't
0: even touch that. Wow. This is pure research from making correlated data on the people who've had, like, some of the really severe cancers, what was their emotional so state? So this is
1: purely medical research. This
0: is pure... Me- this has nothing to do with anything quantum, nothing to do with anything metaphysical.
1: Well, most people are probably familiar with the concept of talk to your plants, what you say to your plant matters. The same thing happens for us.
0: Yes. And so, I'm- even with that one, there was a there was a girl who I actually watched on YouTube who, she, she basically likes to debunk a lot of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she... Brought up an interesting point with that research, because the way that a lot of the proof points come out for a lot of the things that get repeated over time, they don't really fu- they don't really present the scientific experiment in a way that will go against the you know whatever the outcome is that they're trying to to show you know like and that's one of them. So, yes, the plants respond in that way, but there's still no physical proof that says this is how we get from A to C as the result. So they they tell you that, okay, you know, because this plant was yelled at, that this is the result of it, but there's they don't show the actual physical timeline proof and the circumstances so in other words was it in a clear glass was it in a in an amber glass was it in a plastic uh, container Uh, what was the decibel volume what were the words that were used you know what i mean like all of those things actually do matter some have
1: actually done that experiment and kept it that controlled
0: I I haven't seen it. I'm not saying that it's not true. No, I but sent I'm saying I
1: sent you a link to one at one point. I, it. Might have been a couple of years now.
0: Well, i'll well, we have to find it again. All right. I personally haven't done it, yet and I intend to. Just just so you guys know, I intend to. I intend to recreate a lot of a lot of experiments. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Because that's what that's that's your, your what point we is do. About we we how don't. Words matter. Yeah, words matter. What, what we do is we demystify the shit so that you have some actual practical tools.
1: Now, kind of gearing back, we're kind of doing a... Well, we're doing a fair few tangents and such, but related tangents. Um, I was coming back to... We were talking about the medical system and how I actually went that route as well. Um, I mean, naturally, due diligence. There's always a set of due diligence. And I am... Um, in the system as in you know i have a social insurance number i have a driver's license i pay taxes you know usual stuff all those usual bits <laughs> so to that extent you know it's wise to make sure you at least have everything backing you up and i mean having seizures that's a fairly serious thing i mean i scared you pretty good the other day with that one mm-hmm um, to be clear, I'm not having grand mal seizures here.
0: <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Definitely, like, absent seizures and probably something along the terms of, like, those tonic clonics or something like that, mm. those type ones, where I'm kind of conscious, like, conscious-ish.
0: For me, I know it's it's sensory-related because and of the, of we the been, work We've
1: been playing with this a fair bit, too. Now, with that autism brain, I know seizures are often a thing, and I've been doing a bit of research. There's often the non-epileptic seizures as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so I've been kind of playing with that because I took a certain medication, and it it really was helping. It was doing me excellent. It did tell me that certainly um, dopamine was just... Um, Where was I there? A dopamine, sorry, I got distracted realizing the camera's on. What am I, what's my face doing? Am I being weird? And then I lost my train of thought. So now you guys have an inside look at what happens in the autistic brain for a moment there. Possibly ADHD. I don't know. I just lost my train of thought realizing Continue. I was on camera. So <laughs> Let's see. Uh, right, so I did try that medication. Right, it, was, it helped me know for sure that dopamine makes a big difference because among monk some of the changes it makes it does basically give the dopamine center a big hit mm-hmm. it certainly did a lot of good um, and then I was causing more problems I was actually thinking it was causing some of those seizures so immediately stopped but I'm still having them certainly with any medication like that there those effects can be lifelong permanent such but I've had very similar things very similar seizure like things happen throughout my life so it's only that it's perhaps enhanced what already is there but at this point I think with that and the sheer burnout that I've gotten because I've been doing quite a bit of mundane life things and with brain like mine all the different bits the psychic bit all of that it's a lot especially when the thing I seem to have gotten myself dug into is customer service Like, a whole lot of customer service. So you're consistently dealing with people. And unfortunately, when in customer service and being a psychic, you're not really dealing with people who want to be helped. People who come to us for help, they tend to want help. Yeah. When you're dealing with people who legitimately just want to yell and scream for no reason... I'm going to deal with that, you know, as a psychic, I try to see what's going on there. And so, like, it's it's tiring. I mean, uh, things like this, you know, any kind of a job and regular life can be tiring on anyone. And for me, there's enough to exasperate and bring about a serious case of full autistic burnout. Um, so I think with that... We had to really take a look into what was causing these seizures. And what we have found, without having yet seen neurology, is certainly there are some trigger points that cause it, like bright lights, um, certain noises. Uh, Interestingly now, multitasking. I've managed to pinpoint that one down a bit. So in a sense, it is case-taking. I mean, for any healing like this, there's... there's you do have to do some case taking, and then if you, what we've played around a bit with is looking in the, looking inside, like, um, like checking out those energies, uh-huh. seeing what that flow of energy is near some of those trigger points, to kind of understand what's happening. It's, I mean, it ultimately comes down to a lot of the scientific method, right? Um, uh-huh. Have some observations, you know, uh, come up with a hypothesis. Test the results. You know, yeah. form conclusion.
0: Yeah, you test until there is a. And you know, and, uniform you know as
1: such, we are finding some things. Um, like we've tried different mm, methods of healing, things like simply Reiki, rishiwa You know, it, is it more of a you know general energy imbalance uh, versus sound therapy, uh, frequency therapies, things like that? And we're finding some results i know people probably want to know all about these results but we're still in the testing period here so we don't know for sure what is and isn't working but we have definitely found that combating those, like the sound
0: patience my padawans patience (laughs)
1: yeah we're definitely seeing some good stuff um and we're we found a couple um herbal remedies that are so far they seem to be doing some good it's not ideal but it's helping in the moment of especially when i feel that i'm getting really close to a seizure point when i can feel everything tightening and stiffening and words aren't coming out well
0: it almost it almost but that's why i asked you to to look into a phaser. the other day here it is
1: actually legal so we can actually say i mean when i'm right in the throes right before uh, an actual seizure i can't actually get it stopped We've done a little bit of a, a tiny, like, microdose of a cannabis edible. Mm-hmm. And it does ease it up. If there's any seizure, it's minimal at, at most. Like, very minimal. And it can, like, I've now tested, and within five minutes, it's easy. And in ten minutes, I've got speech back. And that's that's yep. not CBD. That's just no, general. No, is, this is actual, actual d- cannabis. This here. is, like, THC, um, know, maybe some... The other,
0: the other method that I can reveal from what, what we have tested is, you know, if, if you don't have, you know, CBD or cannabis, you know, and you're in a bind, um, pressure, to, pressure to the still point will stop it.
1: I remember you doing this a few times now. Yeah, As you, you say you it, were, you were I'm out. usually too far gone, but that's yeah. right. As you apply pressure...
0: Pressure to the still point will stop it.
1: For those that don't need know the still point, you can actually describe that right now, too. I
0: don't feel like it. You know, okay. Just just look it up. because, because It is listen, on all of our things. Listen, okay. I'm in a little bit of mood today. Just deal with it. But I'm telling <laughs> you nicely, go to Google and look up still point and you will find it.
1: Hint. It's in your neck region.
0: <laughs> Literally. It's very if back you come up with any the, other results it is at the back of your neck it is under the occipital lobe and if you put pressure in there medium pressure I'm not saying go knock, knock somebody the fuck out i'm saying just medium pressure and there's a very specific technique to it but it's not hard to learn but just medium pressure in that spot what it does is it pushes up against the the back underneath the cerebellum and it interrupts signals going to your brain. Anybody who, who like, has really studied like Reiki the old school way, they usually know this point. Why? Because if you have somebody coming in for Reiki, they're supposed to experience relaxation as a part of the process, right? If you have a, a client coming in, we've had several clients coming in like that, where they had like a crazy mad day and the boss pissed them off, their coworkers pissed them off, the husband or the girlfriend or boyfriend or wife pissed them off and they're coming for a session because this is the only sanity they have, right? You'll never get through the session for at least an hour if you don't shut it down. And for all of you practitioners out there, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. They book an hour and you end up spending like 10 if you just let them keep talking. He's <laughs> just... It's not good for the session. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> right? So you have to know how to shut it down, and the only way to physically shut it down, and I've watched, I've watched this happen with every single client I've ever had to do this on, right? I usually, I preamble them. I say, okay, so you know, I, I totally get it. So while you're while you're talking about your day, because I want you to get it off your chest. I'm just going to start the adjustment here so that your body isn't as agitated as it is right now. And the moment that I hit that pressure point, the words per minute slow down. <laughs> and I could, prob- <laughs> I could probably hear a lot of husbands saying, hey, teach me that point. <laughs> right? But yeah, the words per minute slows down and then eventually they just... They just stop talking <laughs> it's just... and then I can get the session on you know and you know get them to release the rest of it energetically and then at the end of the session they're good and sometimes they even forget what they were talking about it is that powerful of a thing. So just go look it up. Still, point.
1: Oh, and I just wanted to quickly add in here because I did say herbs as in plural. Skull cap had worked really well when we first tried that last year.
0: Skull cap was a hot damn.
1: It was amazing, but it did mess up a little bit with, like, um, I've got too much for PCOS PCOS symptoms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just.
0: Um, yeah, it's too bad we couldn't continue. All
1: women's reproductive area that, that's. The whole branch of PCOS that goes on there so the area pertains to but um, it did unfortunately interfere a little too much with that so it worked fantastic for the brain part things that were going on like the shutdown of that and allowing deep sleep Um, so the that and then we found uh, certainly mint tea has been really helpful for me Mixed with a little bit of caffeinated tea. I don't know what that is. But the mint tea mixed with a bit of caffeinated tea? I just get this.
0: For you, for for your brain, it's a balance.
1: Because Mm. remember,
0: you're you're moving. Up and down. Yeah.
1: Oh, and you know, I wonder because we suspect that potential ADHD, that would probably play into that because you kind of have the, when you consider, say, autism and ADHD together, they kind of battle each other a bit. All the time. So having the mint tea, is different the than the chamomile, uh, along with the, you know, caffeinated, it kind of does the same similar thing. It kind of seems counterintuitive, but
0: no, well, it does. It. Bipolar does the same thing too.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: I didn't, I, I didn't know nearly as much as and I of know course, now.
1: Magnesium, right. having having enough magnesium in me.
0: I didn't know nearly as much as I know now. When I was dating that bipolar girl okay and even then i was still able to get her to experience calm you know yeah
1: like you said you got her to where she was entertaining going off meds well right like she that she was feeling that good he said
0: she had actually slowed down
1: she'd slowed down the meds yeah wow that's incredible and that's before knowing what we know now
0: yeah this was well,
1: before you so, met me yeah
0: long before i met you right, so, so that's like I, I, you know like I, i'm again, saying,
1: we're not encouraging people to like no go just, off your meds and find alternatives oh, but God, we're just no. saying like look there's um if you can troubleshoot the problem you can find some great solutions and
0: that's why it's alternative important. medicine exists it's it especially
1: so. important and we find in me because i react to almost any medication pretty roughly I don't think there's a medication yet where I don't have side effects of some sort. Some of them dangerous. Yeah, like we, a drug-type medication. Trust
0: me, people, we've tried.
1: And, I mean, that's not to say all herbs work for me either. Like, look, at no. Skullcap, it ended up not being the ideal thing for me. But the side effects weren't quite as violent as some no. of the, you know, pharmaceutical-type ones for me. And that, that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um. Take and one thing, a of salt. I recently learned that I found found interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, let's disclaim it all, you know, we're not medical professionals, can't <laughs> can't advise you all of this. But I found it interesting to learn. I, I think it was a TikTok that led me on to a yeah, because I saw sometimes I venture on a TikTok for a minute and follow this one who has the most interesting facts. Um But it led me onto a bit of a search for more more information, Mm -hmm. and it confirmed what I've seen psychically already and wondered. They got a really bad itch. Go ahead. Oh, (laughs) Uh, so I'm sorry. Um, Almost there. As he scratched an itch with his broken (laughs) scratcher, I'm wondering (laughs) where is the one that I got you that isn't broken.
0: Well, the skull hand somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, it wasn't there. Oh there you go.
1: <laughs> That's how you know that you might be slightly ADHD there, because I uh, I got you a new non broken one. You still have the broken one here, and I lost the new one.
0: This works. <laughs> you don't. You don't even like the okay. You know it's it's aluminum and it's the right level of
1: we're talking back scratcher here.
0: And okay, look, I'll show it. Look, it's like for here, anyone watching. You, let me let me see if you can see it there. See. You know, like it's fucking kick ass. Like it's broken that's- on the end here because that's where the the handle was, like right there. But like, look, look, see, this is like the perfect length. Like it is the perfect length. I don't need more than Apparently
1: this. Apparently, has the perfect scratchy oh feel. Oh God, it's such
0: a good scratch. You don't even understand. <laughs> Anybody who has a back scratcher knows. Like the, this back scratches are the shit. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, I was, uh, so the thing I learned was with uh, a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs, their creation, from what I understand from this research here, again, disclaiming mm-hmm. it <laughs> and all that, mm-hmm. uh, is that they were designed for solving a short-term problem. They weren't. They weren't designed for long term use, like so many of these that are, you know, lifestyle drugs and such. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The the idea that I understand is that they were designed for short term things. Like you, I mean, even for some, you might use them for a couple of years, but that's still considered short term. It's not lifelong. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that it helps keep things as they're supposed to while you know you're getting it solved. Now. I can see where, certainly in some cases, you kind of have to keep them on meds. I mean, you got somebody in a coma, you're probably going to need, like, your anti-blood clot stuff and things like that. You kind of don't have a choice in there. At that point, you completely relied on Western medicine.
0: Well, even the people who take, even the people who do, who have um, uh, transplants.
1: That too, exactly.
0: They have to have. You don't have a
1: choice there. Yeah. There are certainly some things where you know your life is in the hands of Western medicine, end of story. Western medicine does amazing trauma work. There are things Western medicine does that really can't be done in any, any other method, generally. Well, nothing uh, debatable. That, nothing, okay, that debatable. We, nothing,
0: nothing that we are willing to discuss on camera.
1: I mean, certainly <laughs> I know that these can be done, but very rarely known. Old, I, I need to will, be going up into like the I D- will never mountains the, and stuff to do those. I will
0: never discuss those on camera.
1: <laughs> but the point is that um, most of these pharmaceutical drugs weren't designed to be used like the whole life from what I understand. I was like, well, that certainly is interesting to learn about. Like there was some sci- I was reading about the science behind it and such too. The actual research, experiments, et cetera. Like I was mm-hmm. reading some medical journals here. <laughs> Yep. This is this is not nothing. It's what we do. Um, yeah, when we research it, it gets deep. Uh, I mean, autistic brain up here. You see me researching one topic for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the point was, it confirmed what I've seen psychically for a long time and how I've often treated medications. And people, what? You can't go on and off of it. Turns out you can, because... Certainly, from a young age, I mean, I was diagnosed with anxiety and OCD, so they had me on what else but sertraline, right? Before, as a preteen, yeah, it was autism. Spoiler alert: it was autism. Yeah, <laughs> for everyone here, spoiler alert: it was an autistic problem. But anyway, I was, I, I was kind of. Z- you have problems with it after a while, like I wouldn't focus at all. And now really come to think of it just suddenly. wonder if those were absence seizures that I would have.
0: Yeah, and anyway,
1: I go off it, six months or so, go back on for another six months. That kind of thing is approximately what I do. And to an extent, I found a reasonable balance for when I had tough times. Burnout points, things like that. Uh, but that's interesting when you consider a lot of these things, a lot of the simple antidepressants, you know, just like, I'm not talking for like bipolar or schizophrenia or anything like that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, you might have to change your push. But I'm thinking about those, some of your pain med things, even things like, um, things that we've had success with, like, uh, migraines and, uh, fibromyalgia, you know, the various depression, anxiety type things. Um, oh, a good one. Um blood high blood pressure, high cholesterol mm-hmm. uh, I actually have a personal story about high cholesterol because a few years back we were we were rushing around we were in a rough zone, this was when we were whew, we were in rough straits mm-hmm. and we were um definitely eating too much fast food, and regular doctor appointment they told me I had um high cholesterol some high cholesterol kind of getting it was gearing up pretty good, and they suggested medication for me I said no no no, I'll be back in two months measure me again and I just changed all the lifestyle type things as they put it so obviously stopped with fast food and made sure I instead stopped off at the grocery store for a bag salad (laughs) (laughs) things like that you know get moving a bit more drinking a whole lot more water and sure enough two months later I was back down a normal range but the point here is that think of some of some of those there are a lot of lifestyle changes you can make now the medication will certainly help but then when you consider that it it just seems to track to me because a lot of those are things that people end up just being on for life now me being working my day job has to do with a lot of pharmaceuticals i see this people who are on lifestyle type medications as they're called and Mm -hmm. they'll be for things like blood flush Blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, just general anxiety, maybe menopause type things. A lot of those were designed for a short term thing, from what I understand.
0: Yeah, and but the if problem is people get take, so hooked on them.
1: Yeah, if you take them, my thought is because I've done this is what I've done myself. I think that if again disclaiming, I think this is my opinion, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to, I have to be technical here, but I do think if you take it for the short term that you need while you get yourself situated like start like say for example the the cholesterol had I went on that I would have done it for to that end maybe a couple of weeks just to ease it up a bit while I get my system in place like as in had I not had the research already I'd have been researching what I need to change um, what exercises are best what drugs like I just <laughs> I straight up veggied I did cruciferous vegetables. So I just flushed that right out. You were there for that. You were like, salad again? Yep.
0: It
1: <clears throat> was yep. trying to annoy you with the amount of salad that was going bad. on. <laughs> but and it flushed me out, or not, and then I fixed this cholesterol issue I'm, within two months. I'm
0: a, I'm a fruit and veggie guy. Give me fruit, veggies, and nuts, and I'm happier than a, than a clam. Like, you know what I mean? But,
1: uh, and I know. It was getting a bit much for it him. It was
0: getting a bit much. <laughs>
1: uh, it was great, it was on the go, uh, just a salad kit, and I we had that big Tupperware thing, and then just, the kits, you just dump all the things in, shake, and let's eat. Fast food. Yeah,
0: was intense.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Grab a big salad out of the go, it's our fast food.
0: Yeah.
1: As long as you have the container to shake, shake it, it was fine.
0: <laughs> See, but like, okay, so.
1: But spoiler hack, you can even do it in the bag. Oh, okay. God. We did that once. Yeah, we did.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, just uh, for our listeners, I mean, we want you to understand the context of this, context being that for us, because of who we are and because of the kind of work that we do, we have to take a lot of things into consideration. We have to understand where a person is coming from because... Everything is related. And I think that's, you know, to give credit due to the medical system, they have actually started acknowledging that emotional issues can precede medical issues. And that is, for me, that's probably the only thing I would actually give them kudos for that acknowledgement that hey look putting somebody under stress can actually lead to them dying you know their body physically shutting down like this it's not it's not all in their head it's not a game somebody can actually have a full body death sequence
1: in a moment i want to jump on to the hermetic point of why that happens
0: Go for it. Do it.
1: Okay. So, because this was earlier in the conversation, I did want to get into this, but it's good that we're circling back to it a bit. I did want to address why that concept of emotion preceding the physical happens. Hermetically speaking, there's the three basic planes. Your, you know, you've got your physical plane, which is your physical body. You've got the mental plane, which is... um mental or astral plane. And no it go uh, messing it my time. own self off. I go getting so excited, pardon me. The physical plane was right. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Try again, woman. See? they <laughs> are not always perfect. Sometimes we get excited and forget our words. <laughs> Alright. So it does okay. go physical plane. The next one is the astral plane and then it goes to the mental plane. Yep. Uh, So the astral plane is the one where your thoughts are. It's kind of the blueprint phase. The mental plane is further back. It's the spiritual plane and such. Am I right? Am I messing myself up still?
0: I see where Um, you're going. I
1: probably messed myself up because I'm reading so much plus the seizures. Help me out a little.
0: The the blueprint part, that's in the mental plane. The... The astral plane is more where thoughts get, to make it simple, that's where your thoughts get processed. In other words, how do you feel about the thoughts that were passed down from the mental plane? So when the thoughts hit you, you immediately um, put it into that mental plane. Thoughts are generally outside of that mental plane. Your experiences and everything that you do, everything that you are, attracts the thoughts to you. So you have that as a blueprint in the mental plane, but how you feel about it, you can't process a feeling inside of the mental plane, but you can process the feeling inside of the astral plane. Hence the reason the astral plane and our astral bodies are the ones that produce the auras.
1: So if you could give that example, again, going from the outside in as to how a thought is formed, like say in the case of an illness, how that would look for where the symptoms come, the thoughts and the symptoms.
0: It's cyclical because, so for example, and I I know a lot of people challenge this one, but just bear with me on this explanation. If you grew up in an abusive situation, so let's say a, a, a baby... You know, was born with you know FAS, right? They they're born with this with this syndrome. This
1: is for those that don't know fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, they're is not FAS. This
0: is you know this is this is what they came into the world with. So there's no thought pattern directly from them there. Because that responsibility falls on the mother. So every single situation in her life that she acquiesced to leads to, it's a causality, right? So that's one situation. Now, let's take another situation. A kid who grows up in an alcoholic home they have a choice. If they if they weren't born with fetal alcohol syndrome, people generally say, "Oh, you know, well, you know, it's in the blood, you know, like da da da." But the truth is, they still have a choice not to drink. And many children who have grown up in that type of situation see what alcohol does in that context and choose not to drink. Some, you know, they get a taste for it and then they kind of fall for a little bit and then they catch themselves back up again and realize, no, I remember what I saw. It didn't look good and I didn't feel good looking at what I saw, so I'm not going to participate in that context of alcohol. The thought came because of the experiences. It came because of the information it came because of all the words that were used. So you have, like, th- this is why it's so important for people to truly understand that you do have the power of choice. You know, choice is not an illusion like most people want you to believe. The, th- the, the literal only difference with some choices is whether or not you're prepared for that choice. and no matter what you do that's that's the fact of life you have to be prepared for the responsibility of that choice and the story no matter how you twist it no matter how you say oh you know i didn't have a choice like i didn't have a choice yeah you do have a choice but we've been taught in this world that there are some lines you don't cross so therefore the causality is you firmly believe you don't have a choice but that it, it's clearly not the case the like choice is an actual mathematical fact of life regardless of of who says otherwise like choice is an actual mathematical fact of life you know so
1: and it's kind of what sets us apart from an amoeba
0: you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Really? No, I don't. Just based on the on the on the research that has been going on about amoebas, because the premise is a single cell organism. If if a single cell organism can experience something, and you can observe that experience, then it would lead you to believe that there is a plausibility for consciousness. And they've been seeing some weird-ass shit with some amoebas, man.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Okay, one of The kind of example that I was going for with uh, directly related to what we were talking about here mm-hmm. was um, something to the f- effect of... And I'm, I apologize for everyone. My, my brain and my words are starting to mix up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But my thought was, like, in the mental plane, um, you'll have, say what, um, I don't know, stress or unrest, then you get into the astral plane where it starts to delve into something and that's where you can start feeling, say, you know, the actual results of stress, like grumpiness, moodiness, etc., say moodiness, and then it, when it finally erupts into the physical, boom, it's pain. Like, um... Right, I see
0: what you Pain, want. like, okay, you got know, you got stomach got you pain. Gotcha, right, so...
1: Right, so then from that healing point... Like so many, like so, for example, the homeopathic, that's why they're looking at the emotional thing as the key thing because that came before the physical. Yes. To that end.
0: There, there are some times, and so for example, like if somebody came and they're, they're doing a session with me, when I'm looking at that healing session, I'm looking at it from the physical point because that's what's presenting. So they may be like super angry right now. But that doesn't mean that they started out angry. Nobody actually starts out angry. like angry' it's be, being angry um, and presenting anger are not the same. Now, it's the same category, but it's not the same thing.
1: What I like to do in that is to start addressing. A bit of hermetically. So anger, that's a fire element of course type is. emotion. So then I start looking at, okay, anger, that usually starts off as, when you think about fire element, it's constructive, destructive. Mm-hmm. It may be something to the effect of they're really busy or something. Fire is also up in the head. So sometimes anger could be they're either too busy or not busy enough. Um, that's often a case. Or Creativity lacking or not getting expressed, those types of things. And, and there
0: is such a thing as too much creativity. Let me tell you that.
1: Right. <laughs> so I start looking at those and start trying to um, break it down a little that way. Because if you you know the big emotional factor, that you can kind of and you know where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if say they're angry but they're getting stomach ache, then you realize okay. But if anger came first, then it's originally in the head, so then the stomach is probably coming from, ultimately, something...
0: Well, it's emotional. It's emotional-related. Emotional like, and, I mean, okay, so on the physical side, um, and this, this is research that's out there, people, like, we're not making this shit up, right? Um, you have a scowl on your face, it definitely means, like, if you have a permanent, you know, like, just resting bitch face scowl you know whatever it is um your stomach your abdomen is the issue there's something wrong inside your abdomen you know like okay here's another common example right a lot of people go to the gym they look great they look fucking awesome yet they have the stinkiest poops ever your body not right I don't care how good you look. Your body is fucked up. Because that's not supposed to be the case. Like, you're not supposed to be having, like, these wretched, god-awful, nose-churning poops. Like, it's just, you cannot tell me that you're healthy. (laughs) That's that's not a sign of health. Like, at all. (laughs) Yet. You know, nobody wants to talk about that. Like you know what I mean? Like in fact, so,
1: they would be considered healthy by Western medicine standards because even worse, Western medicine does tend to deal a lot more with the trauma type. Even things, worse, we see.
0: right? That healthy, and you don't have a regular twenty-four hour cycle of poop. Listen, mm-hmm. when you eat twenty-four hours later, you are supposed to go to the goddamn bathroom and eliminate this is how your body is meant to work people
1: know you're supposed to poop daily you're actually supposed to poop a couple times a day
0: yes at At least
1: least, at least twice a day minimum is the the ideal thing with just nice normal formed poop that takes no time at all to come out
0: like you can't tell me that you're 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 not sitting there
1: straining for 20 minutes (laughs) there's no strain you're supposed to just be able to sit down I don't give a mm, shit how great
0: your pecs your biceps or your ass looks (laughs) If you're, if this is the experience you're not fucking healthy. <laughs> this is not how it goes. So this is what I'll say, like when I look, when I look at a person and you know, I'm trying to assess, you know, okay, what part of this is not working. And and mind you, we've had all like we're not discriminating here. We've had all forms of people that have come to us for our services. So this is where our experience comes from. Like we're not just like mouthing off about this shit. Like this so is a serious
1: experiment on my own.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> Crash test over here. Right. <laughs> right. But, and this is usually how I know something works for a fact. Right. I put if I put her through the program, if I put Sage through the program, and it works, I know it's gonna work. Like it's because she gets hit. <laughs> Like it's just what it's just what happens. So when somebody comes to me, I say, okay, where where is this coming from? Where is the emotional thing coming from? And usually, I can pinpoint that if they're having an emotional experience, I usually ask them, okay, so do you phys- physically have pain in this part of your body? And they be like, oh my god, how'd you know that? <laughs> well, because. It's kind of logical for me, anyways.
1: It's that law of correspondences.
0: Yes, I, I when I when you say I'm angry, do you get headaches? This first question I'll ask you, because if you have headaches or head pains or head pressure, or what people generally call uh, tinnitus, you know, where you get that ringing in your ears, usually it's some other thing that's going on too. It's not just that. There are many situations where people are just experiencing tinnitus that don't have any spiritual or metaphysical connotation at all. Those are not the people that we deal with. We just don't, because they never come to us. You know what I mean? And the medical system is fine for that. It's great. The people that do come to us, they're experiencing some deeper shit. (laughs) So, yeah. I
1: think i'm coming to a uh, close on words did you have any other thoughts or anything you wanted to talk about i think this podcast has been mostly about health related phenomena
0: should we call it that
1: <laughs> maybe not health related phenomena but we'll, we'll we'll brainstorm after this here and come up with something i don't mind
0: it health related phenomena
1: (laughs) you just take the words that come out of my mouth and make them into pretty much much. see i need the right tone (laughs) what's that thing that happens you know the angel singing on high tone
0: (laughs) yeah that's not working man
1: i know i'm not hitting it that's
0: that's not i have
1: no i'm i'm just shy of tone deaf as you've said i'm not tone deaf but i'm about the next step down yeah. So everybody, imagine that angel thing that happens. You know well, what I'm no, talking about? No, no.
0: Actually, about. you're not. You're not tone impaired. <laughs> okay. That that that's the there thing. You're not tone impaired. Slightly tone deaf, but not tone impaired. Okay. I I know. Either I've heard, way, you
1: guys don't want to hear me sing.
0: I've heard people who are tone impaired. They should not be singing.
1: <laughs> I should not be singing either. Though.
0: Well, you do, and. There's a little tornado there loves well, it. Well, so.
1: to be said, yeah. I should not be singing without first having been taught how to sing the particular thing or imitate the particular thing.
0: Right, gotcha.
1: If I am taught, then with work, I can do it. But I, I cannot just pick it up and I've watched do you it. do
0: that. So yeah. this is why I say you're not tone <laughs> like impaired. <laughs> the,
1: like the song that Mum would always, was her kind of go-to lullaby-ish song. I'm not bad at that. Oh, because I I I've really imitated good. her enough.
0: It's really good, actually.
1: <laughs> and my "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star," I'll have you know, is pretty darn good. That's
0: that's pretty good too. <laughs> I admit that.
1: I have been singing that almost like for almost three years here now. We started that singing a night thing. Yeah. Yeah. When she was little, mm-hmm. so my "Twinkle, Twinkle" is pretty good now. My first, my first few weeks of "Twinkle" were not especially great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Do you have any final words?
1: Not really. I think I've covered everything that... I mean, we didn't know what we were talking about when we came on here. We just did our thing. Come on. See right there. Start talking.
0: We did it. Well, that's what we'll name it. We did our thing.
1: We did our thing. (laughs) No. That's, yes.
0: That's that's it. No. That, yep.
1: I like health related phenomena better.
0: Fuck that, that's too normal. Oh man. <laughs> we did our thing.
1: Well, I guess you guys will see the result of this little <laughs> debate. <laughs> when you you'll you'll know it by the time this this moment has come around and you're listening to it. You'll see who was one. We did our thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, this is usually what we do. We just strike up conversation. Neither of us had a topic coming in. And here we are. I
0: know a lot, I know some people think that we plan the shit. We really don't.
1: Once in a while, we'll have a topic that we've jotted down, but it's literally because we yeah, that, didn't have time to get into it at the time.
0: Well, either And that we wanted or, everybody to
1: participate. Or
0: we we knew we were going to get into it, so we saved it for you guys. Yeah,
1: we, we put a pin in it. Yeah. And jotted it on our our whiteboard here to remind us that that's what we want you to get back you usually backhanded.
0: know when we when we have some shit going on because like, we come into the podcast with, with some attitude <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: this one was a definite fly on the wall we had no idea what we were chatting about but we haven't talked in a few days so something was going to happen yes to be clear when we say we haven't talked in a few days we mean beyond who's taking the little one which train do we need? Yeah, This is such a beautiful view. Yeah. You know, not a deep conversation. Just day-to-day stuff.
0: So I, I have some good final words. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you are in a relationship and you're listening to this, um, here's what we would recommend to you. Have schedule no ugh, god I want to put it the right way make a point of a conversation between you and your partner and
1: one that does not necessarily no no no, wait, wait, no wait, just hang on hang
0: on I, I know what you're gonna say but let me let me try and articulate that because I I, 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 I got this I got this make a point of having a conversation with your partner because sometimes you may not know that your partner actually has something to say that is outside everything else that you talk about. And sometimes they may not even know that you would be 100% okay with you expressing those deeper thoughts so don't schedule it that's why i had to rephrase it don't schedule it that takes the comp- that just fucking deflates the whole thing but make a point of it as in just articulate to your partner you know i had a thought <laughs> I find that those particular words are extremely effective. And if your partner just says, I want to hear the thought, but I'm not sure I'm ready for it, trust that partner. Because it means that they actually give more than two shits about the words that you say. That is a, that's a keeper right there. If they can tell you, God, I really want to hear your words, but right now, I don't think I can. Can we do this tomorrow? Or, you know, whatever it is. Keep that partner around. Because they actually give a shit about you. That's all I got.
1: All right. (laughs) And with that, we'll see everybody next time.
0: We out of (laughs) here.